0: all of these experiences. I have people like, oh, wow, you wrote that really well. What are you, a writer? Oh, well, actually, yeah, I started doing that, you know, like eight years ago. So you start, you know, developing competence and capability. And I was able to just feed that into um, my new teaching career.
1: Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. I have a question for you. Do you dread change do you avoid it or do you love it do you seek it i think for me it depends on what sort of change we're talking about i like a change of scenery in my days i like variety i like reading new books listening to new podcasts and getting new ideas frankly i get a little stir crazy sitting in the same spot all day But the kind of change I don't have any control over, I have to admit, I'm not a fan. For instance, I don't like technology updates on my phone or my computer. I just learned the damn shortcut for turning my Wi-Fi on and off for crying out loud. Now there's a new way to do that? I really hate it when an unexpected expense pops up. Especially when I realize I should have anticipated that expense. (laughs) When will I learn? Also, my older child is going to be a senior in high school this year. We're starting to visit colleges, and it won't be long before he's out of the house, and we don't see him every day. I'm excited for him. I know it's everything we've been working towards, but I like seeing him every day. I like spending time with him and I expect I'll probably be a hot mess when he leaves. So I'm already feeling the stress in anticipation. Here's the thing. Change happens. We can fight it or we can embrace it. (laughs) As Tim Ferriss once said, people would rather be unhappy than uncertain. Really? Yeah, it's true. There's science to back it up. It's just the way our brain is wired. When the brain perceives uncertainty, it activates the fight-or-flight response as if we were faced with an actual life-threatening concern. (laughs) Your brain is just trying to keep you safe. But sometimes your brain is wrong and there is no actual threat. My son leaving for college is not an actual threat to my well-being and neither are the incessant technology updates, but those changes upset my routine and maybe trigger me to look at myself with less than kind eyes. I might tell myself, I'm not good at learning new technology and feel a little stupid. And Once my kids move out, what will I do with myself? What's my purpose? My guest today is Julie Hawley. She's a master of the pivot. She started off her career as a public school teacher after graduating early from college, and she thought she had it all figured out and was on her way to a successful life. Until life threw some smackdowns her way, as she puts it. She pivoted to a real estate career for some time before deciding that she really wanted to pursue a childhood dream. Allowing herself to pivot and change and follow her instincts has prepared her for the next leg of her journey in which she's combined teaching, writing, and real estate investing into a new mission that's filling her with energy and purpose. I'm so excited for you to meet her. But before we jump into the conversation with Julie, I just want to take a minute to thank those of you who have taken the time to leave a rating or a review Reviews and ratings help so much to get the podcast out to more people, and that's why the podcast continues to grow. Thank you so much. All right. Without further ado, here's Julie Holly. Let's go. Hey, Julie. Thank you so much for being here with me.
0: Oh, Yvonne, I've been so excited. This is one of those things we all know that sometimes we find things on our calendar that we're... Well, we're not super excited about, but we know we need to do it. This is something that's been on my calendar that I've been looking forward to. Oh, oh. oh. I love your podcast. You have amazing guests
1: and it's very insightful. Thank you. I think I have amazing guests, too, and that would include you. I'm very glad you're here today. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. Um, gosh, man, I always like to say how I met people, and one of um, the guests that, that uh, is currently playing right now as we speak is uh, Mike Morowski, and he is the one who introduced me to you. Um, your episode will end up playing a little bit further on down the line. Let's see. Today's June 1st, Can You Believe? <gasps>
0: Happy June day. Happy I don't June know if it's day. an actual day, but it I'm just going to make it. It, 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 is, it is now. now. <laughs> it's the thing.
1: Everybody get the program.
0: June 1st, June day.
1: <laughs> and I was like, celebrating. Oh my gosh. When I got on the phone with you after, after he introduced us and I was like, I-, I owe Mike, like just the biggest debt for introducing us just instantly fell in love with you. So I'm so excited you're here today. I- I think that if we
0: didn't have hard stops in our lives, you and I would have talked all afternoon. (laughs) It was
1: a great time. (laughs) It's true. true. Well, anybody who knows me knows that uh, it might be a little hard to get off the phone with me. (laughs) I know
0: I have these, I have margins. I tried to build some margins, but one of my, I was really striving this year to like okay, Julie, you really need to honor time. You need to Mm. honor people's schedules. You need to be mindful. It's not just you. And maybe they need to go somewhere and do something. So I've really tried. I've tried. I've been relentless. I've fallen off the wagon a few times, carried out conversations longer. And then I'm like, oh, I got to get back on this program. (laughs) Yeah. I feel It's so hard though. A good conversation and a good connection is so powerful. And it's, it's nurturing and it nurtures every part of who we are. And that helps us make the
1: next step in our life. Oftentimes. Yeah. All of those are just part of the fiber. Exactly. I'm a believer. I'm a believer, but I'm with you (laughs) on trying to honor that calendar. Like, uh, do you find that you put things on your calendar and then it's, and then, and then I'm just like, well, I'll just move that. Let's, let's right. move that. I'll just <laughs> move that thing that I put on there that I said I was going to get done. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. I did a podcast episode on this topic because I I was tabling. I was carrying a task over for three weeks. It's I carried a task. Oh, over. God. <laughs> oh, no. And then I actually just had like this come to Jesus moment with a task. And I did, I've learned something I've learned you, this task is either unimportant or I lack clarity on this task Mm. or it's usually one or one or one or the other. And so it's like, you know what, if I'm carrying this task over and if it's really not that important and I can table it for three weeks. I probably don't really need to do it. And if I really need to do it, I need to figure it out. And so then I started taking some of those tasks and breaking them down into these micro, like finding the clarity, break it down, right? Because
1: sometimes you get Mm -hmm. it on there and it's like, it's, it doesn't seem like a big task, but, but then you, if you realize either, like you said, not important or, Oh, it's too big. That's why I'm not Oh, it doesn't fit in that, that 30 minute slot. <laughs> yeah, let's break that down. What actually needs to happen to make that thing happen? Oh, five steps. Maybe let's put step 1 on there, right? Whoops, I didn't realize that was an 8 hour project that
0: I'm trying to do in th- <laughs> Yes. But you know, sometimes we overestimate our abilities all the time. <laughs> I will say I I do this and I think oh I could just whip out all those social media things it'll just take 30 minutes and like what are you thinking? <laughs> no
1: oh my gosh. Oh we are we are made for each other <laughs> oh,
0: for sure and by the way you're crushing it in the social media space. Oh, I love man. if you're a listener. You felt all these awesome listeners. They need to make sure they're following you everywhere. I love your content. It's Aww. beautiful, but it's also meaningful and Thank authentic. You. So wow. wow, I love it.
1: Thank you. Oh my god, I know I've been a little bit nice. stocky since we met. I'm like. <laughs> What's she up
0: to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been stalking you too. I see you on your on your mountain bike all the time. In fact, right before we hit the record button, Julie was just telling a, a story about an adventure she had. Was it this weekend or was it?
0: It was. yes, yes, it was last Friday. So we try to go do these. yeah, that was such a here's the thing about this adventure. So you know, if Yvonne and I were talking and I do like, let me be out in the backcountry wilderness where the grizzly bears are and where you can fall off a cliff and die. Like that's my the kind bike. of adventure. Um, no, my just bike. Yes. Out there, but let me be out there on my bike. <laughs> And maybe I'll have my children with me in on this adventure as well. Maybe, maybe not. And so that's my form of adventure. But I will say that that is also how I relax, which is really weird to a lot of people. But it clears my mind because I have so many big ideas all the time that being out in that capacity requires complete focus and attention. Mm-hmm. And so I actually end up having like some people meditate in a very quiet, calm way. I am like an active, all my ideas, all my clarity comes when it's, you know, intense muscles, you know, I can't breathe. My muscles are hurting and now I can think, (laughs) but I was that ride that we were talking about. It was a, it was a breath of humility into my life because it was a Hiawatha trail outside Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And last year, the the shuttle driver said 70,000 people rode this ride. And it's downhill. So here I am, this, you know, fit and shape backcountry mountain biker on this tourist trail. And on this day, it's the inclement weather. It was like a series of unfortunate events. My son, we were reading, um, oh gosh, uh,
1: oh, what's the book? Is it Lemony Snicket? A series. the is um or no
0: else? i probably have it near me the alchemist
1: oh. i don't know if you've read
0: that the alchemist is fantastic and we're listening to the audiobook my son who's 12 says mom maybe we should be heating the omens here and I'm like cuz they <laughs> talk about omens in that book all this to say <laughs> here i am amongst these less fit touristy sort of folks <laughs> And I'm the one that's like pulling out the space blanket because I'm like getting hyperthermic. And I'll tell you, looking like a baked potato, I really had to just suck up a lot of humility and say, mm-hmm. wow, i um, out of anyone here i don't think i should be the one that like this is narcissistic a little bit i admit it you know but i'm thinking i'm fit i'm in shape i'm used to this i have gear and i'm the one that is suffering and it was actually a deeper lesson if we allow life has so many deeper lessons for us and so to be able to um look at myself in a in a humble way and say wow look what happened
1: I'm, I we have the humility a to put the space blanket on. <laughs> yeah. We all yeah. A little smack down every now and again. I mean, you know, it doesn't feel good. We don't like it, but if you can, if you can take that lesson and, and, and go forward from there, then good on. you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's what I do. I, you know, if you, and you're like this, I notice this in how you carry yourself, you know, across the social platforms. It's like, just being authentic. Like there's nothing so special about any of us where it's like, of course, I'm going to have a a situation in my life. That's going to create an opportunity to grow more humility. Why not? And why not receive that? But it's, it's hard. It's not, it's not fun, but it's like, well, I'd rather receive this lesson now than have
1: a larger lesson later. Indeed. Indeed. That's a great, that is a great point. I love that idea. Yeah, because you know, we you could make it really big or you could be like, okay, good, good, that happened. Now I can, yeah. Oh, what do we take from that? Right. I think it's all about staying curious about yourself and your reaction to things, maybe.
0: Oh my goodness, I love curiosity. Well, and that willingness to grow into that next version of yourself to iterate into Mm. the next version of yourself requires you to be willing to continually grow and continually reflect and to embrace. So often we want to embrace the suffering, the struggle, our worst qualities. We want to like cuddle up next to them and, just have this intimate relationship. You're my best friend. It's like, why don't we do that with our successes? Right. So, oh, right. you know, like having a harmony between the two and saying, well, I can struggle over here, but I also can be accomplished in these things and and allowing those to just
1: snowball together. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. So p- perfect, perfect segue into, <laughs> into this, this thing called reinvention that you've done over and over again, actually, you started way before midlife with reinvention. So I'm going to let you bring us up to your, up to your here and now in any way, shape or form you see fit. Tell us a little bit of your background and where it's brought you to now. Well, in
0: second grade, okay, actually that that, that does go to second grade. I wanted to be a writer. It does. I wanted to be a writer, but I didn't have the self-discipline to be a writer. It was too difficult, too challenging, and I didn't have the mindset for it. And that really carried me through a lot of life. Um, so except that I graduated college early, jumped into teaching in the public schools at 22 and, you know, thought I had my life together. I checked all the boxes. I'm a success, you know, graduated early, started my career at 22, woo, gave me, and life threw some, you know, smackdowns my way. And it was great um, when I found myself in real estate at 25 residential. And I've done this, I tell people I have this dual career between real estate and education because I just go in and out of both of them. And they're both always in my life. They're ever present, which is really exciting um, because, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit can come out and everything. But here's the exciting thing that happened. In middle age, well, in my 30s, I started writing. I thought, I can't shake this writing bug. It's been in me. I want to do it. I need to, I need to grow this skill base. So that's when I started like actually developing this mindset of persistence and discipline and Mm -hmm. willingness to engage the challenges when things come rather easily. And I think a lot of your audience will relate to this um, based off of your guests and everything. I'm thinking, you know, when things come rather easily, you're not used to really having to persist too long, too hard. But really, the good things come when we learn how to persist through a challenge and how to overcome. So um, I find myself back in the public school classroom. And uh, this is in my early 40s. And I had this vision of launching a robotics team for second and third graders. Wow. And so I roll out this plan. Yes. So I moved to this. From California, I've lived in California and Denver, Colorado, and now I currently live in far north Idaho on the Canadian border. It's a rural, remote town with amazing mountain biking. <laughs> you know, come visit me <laughs> if you want. Right. <laughs> I'll take you. I'll take you where the bears are. <laughs> but all this, all this to say, like these kids. I, based on uh, my experience living in a city and suburb, I knew that these kids couldn't be competitive in a global world, or let me restate that. Cause I just said a four letter word. I don't like, which is can't, but mm-hmm. you know, it's so, this is a global world. And if you're raised in a rural setting where you're removed from, the, uh, you know, all of the amenities that cities and suburbs have to offer, that exposure is powerful, especially when you're a child and you're forming. So I roll out this plan. I write grants. I get this equipment. And I, I took a th- I made a, created a three-year plan for this robotics program. thought, okay, um, I'm going to teach this. I'm going to learn about it because I don't know anything about robotics. Let's be real. I had to learn myself. And so it was this gradual program. Well, the first year, this robotics team was, um, it's a lottery system for second and third grade. And they were invited to the world show in Houston, Texas. which is literally the opposite end of the country. Yeah. We were able to get our students with a parent because they're second and third graders, right? That's like eight and nine-year-olds. So we got them fully funded on this trip. Wow. And this is when all of my purpose kind of like just really came about. So all of those experiences and you and I were talking, you know, before we began recording, like all of the experiences that you collect that little treasure chest over the decades, all of the little tangent experiences, they feed into something so much larger and greater. And so here I am, Pulling up all of these experiences, I have people like, oh, wow, you wrote that really well. What are you, a writer? Oh, well, actually, yeah, I started doing that, you know, like eight years ago. So you start, you know, developing competence mm-hmm. and capability. And I was able to just feed that into um, my new teaching career, right? Because it was a new one. Well, through that, I learned during around the same time, I learned about real estate syndication. And I was, it was like all of my world, Yvonne, every skill that I've curated over my lifetime came together into this whole thing called real estate syndication. I'm like, I don't even know what this is, but this is what I, I know I'm called to do this. This is me. And it's really exciting when you see the springboard of life. It's like, just, you know, flip you up into the air and say, here, go into the stars. This
1: is all for you. Wow. So, so, oh my gosh, you're, you're blowing my mind on so many levels. Cause so you launch a robotics program for second and third graders, (laughs) and you don't know anything about robotics. And then, (laughs) and then you come across real estate syndication. So how did that happen? How did, how did, so, okay, I get, I, I don't even know if we want to go too far into the robotics, but how did you, oh my gosh, just seriously, you blew my mind. How did you get introduced to the, to the real estate syndication? Like what was, what was that introduction? So the introduction comes my, my husband
0: and I, we've been involved in real estate. So I was raised in residential real estate. My husband is a residential um, broker. And so we had been investing. And we decided we wanted something other than single family homes. And I'd managed, we had, you know, some rentals and I was, I had managed them. We sold them and we bought, okay, we're going to use this seed money for something different. And I just got bored. You know, I just looked at my husband after sitting for a year on this seed money. And I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I need to be, I need that part of me. I can't just, I'm not just one person. I'm not just wife, mom. Those are, those are rules that I have the luxury of playing and, and I'm grateful for, but I'm also, you know, all these other facets. And so I'm like this investor part of me needs to be fed or we're going to have problems. And so he said, you know what, why don't you start researching what you want to invest in? And so that began this, okay. I will will come to this challenge that you're giving me. And through that process, I was listening to different podcasts and I hear Monique Calm describing, she's the first woman I heard on a podcast for real estate also. And she's talking about real estate syndication. And literally, I always say I have a faith testimony and I have a real estate testimony. And I was driving to the gym and I just thought this brings my teaching because there's... um, you know a lot of education. Most people, I shouldn't say most, well, yeah, I'd say most people don't know how a syndication works. And I don't, so, I don't you even need know. to be Honestly, able to I don't even know it. what it
1: is. I'm raising exactly. my hand. I, I'm right. raising my hand. I'm like, what is real estate syndication? I don't know. Right. Like, I'm a what total is this? real estate right. virgin? No idea.
0: No idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just go ahead and take care of that. <laughs> well, it's and, and so okay. I'm going to get to that in a second because. So I realized like, wow, you need to educate people. And that's what I've, I've spent 13 years in public ed and I've homeschooled kids. I've done a lot of different things and I love teaching people and having those light bulb moments. I love pouring heart into communities and solving problems to, you know, to help better, you know, the quality of life for residents and communities. So I just saw like this whole world of mine, like everybody wins and the investors win. This is fantastic. So here's real estate syndication. And here's another reason why I love what I do, because some people get really heady and they, you know, they talk in the with the terms of the industry and you're kind of lost. Like, I don't don't know what that that is. What does that mean? And so I always say it's like a pizza. So we've all syndicated something at some point in our life and we don't know it's called syndication, like this fancy word. And so, you know, if we've um, pooled money for a gift, Right. Why do we do that? Well, sometimes everybody will chip in to buy a gift and they oftentimes do that because, well, we can buy something with a larger price tag associated with it and get something that they might enjoy and appreciate a little bit more. So syndication is just pooling resources together to invest in something larger than you can invest in all on your own.
1: Okay. All right. I got that. Is yeah, that, that, was that a pretty good, I'm like, is, I'm working great, on trying to really simplify it. Yeah. Okay. I feel, I feel like my, my pea brain got that. All right. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: you know, and then through syndication, I end up, you know, being involved in podcasting and launching a podcast. I know nothing about podcasting, but going back to those traits that we develop over our decades. They prepare us for our future. I always say your past prepares you for the present and your present prepares you for the future. And that allows us like, okay, well, I can persist. I I taught myself all these other things. I can learn how to use these programs. I know nothing about podcasting. I know nothing about how these programs work, but I can learn. And sure enough, you end up learning and growing and having an exceptional experience.
1: Yeah. If there's one thing I've learned from doing the podcast this year, so as you and I speak, Tomorrow is um, the 52nd episode is going to drop, which I'm calling my end of year celebration. It's it's like I actually launched the podcast on June 9th of 2020, but I'm celebrating my year on June 2nd. And um, oh, days, I love it. It's very exciting. So, uh, so this will all be, you know, in the past by the time people hear this. But um, one thing I have learned in doing a year of podcasting is is that it, it, it and and actually the, it's what encouraged me to get is to to actually take the leap is something i was reading to, and i wish i could give somebody credit um tapped me into the idea that it doesn't need to be about the success of the endeavor it needs to if you can embrace the idea of who you ha- you're going to have to become just to make it happen just like that grit mm-hmm. that you were talking about that that you developed grit to start writing To start a writing practice, right? Like that was something that was missing for you before because it didn't come easy. And you said, No, it's important enough to me that I want that. And so I'm going to do that and I'm going to commit to that. And um, and then who did you become? You became a writer, you know, or someone who writes.
0: Would you say I love I love it? I love it. And you're right that every i know so you and i are very similar in our progression i'm not too much further ahead on my podcasting journey you know i'm a, a year and a half in roughly and um and through that journey you just like i look at the personal evolution that's taken place and the confidence that you gain and when you're willing to face um face the challenges it's not like we don't face we have a okay, Here's the thing, we have a choice, right? Right, Yvonne? Like we we're gonna face we challenges. Do. So we, do. we can change either is the only let.
1: constant, right? Changes, yeah. Change is like it's good things are gonna change around you. We all hate it, but it's happening like shifting sand under your feet all the time. So if you can either embrace it or you can fight it, right? But I'll let you finish. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I love
1: no conversation.
0: I love it. And and well, that change. It's either gonna smack us in the face or the challenges that life has. They can either smack us in our in the face because we were just kind of sitting back on a chair just trying to check out a little bit, or we can, you know, take some initiative in life and say, you know what? That's going to be challenging for me. Starting a new career is going to be challenging. Getting these new skills will be challenging. Um, you know, listening to all the naysayers is going to be challenging. But when What's the, what's the alternative? I can choose the challenge and I can see who the next person inside of me is, or I can let life challenge me and play. I want to play on my terms as much yeah. as possible. Let me choose my challenges because I, I know say the next life person inside them. of me.
1: Did you just say the next person yes. inside of me? Oh, I like oh, yes. that. Ooh, I like that.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm huge. So, I, you know, my podcast is always centered on mindset on Mondays. Um, and I really have this inclination where we're always evolving and transitioning into another version of ourself. We're never the same every single day. We are we're digressing or progressing. We're never staying put. And so don't you ever wonder after all of those years and all the iterations of ourselves, we can just look and say, "Wow, I wonder who I'm going to be. Wow, Who am I going to be in five years from now? And it's not that it's going to be that much of a surprise necessarily, but it's exciting to think that we have this capacity within us, And it's a matter of unlocking it so that Mm. we can see that capacity. So I often say, like, I'm looking forward to meeting the next version of myself.
1: Like, she's
0: amazing because she's going to be better than this version. I have, um, at least I... I believe she'll be better. <laughs> there are some bumps along the way. Let's be real, <laughs>
1: right? It's it, it's it's up and down, right? It like life is gonna, yeah. you know, and 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 it's funny sometimes. You think that you're maybe you think you're improving, and you really aren't, but. <laughs> right? But what's better? What's better anyway? Like the, somebody, and so again, I wish I could give credit to whoever said this. It's it's like, it's not about changing yourself. It's about changing how you think about yourself. And oh. I was like, oh my gosh, that is just, yeah, that's everything right there. Because there's, it's not that the version of yourself right now is less than or wrong or bad in any way, shape or form. It's just that, it's going to change anyway. It, like, what? How intentional can you be about that change? Like, how much can you take charge of what that change is going to be, so you feel better about and it? I love that. And how are you? Um,
0: well, I'll, I'll I'll use this as an example. I'm really big on morning routines and morning rituals, and my morning ritual. Has gotten kicked to the curb because now the sun is rising at 450 something, which means it's dawn before that, and the sun is setting at 830 something. And I need my sunshine and my daylight. And I've just been like wanderless, like, oh my gosh, I just have to be outside. And I'm, i I'm, a, I'm allowing. I love,
1: I love daylight. I love daylight. Oh my gosh! Anyway, so it's, so how is it messing so with your morning necessary. routine? What is your morning routine? That the is so you've got earlier sunlight, right? And what is it? Earlier it's just beckoning you, and you want to go outside. It is.
0: It is. And I'm also <laughs> staying up later, so I'm not waking up at my normal time and getting my normal things done. And 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 so I was finding some frustration. It's been three weeks now of this. But instead of getting all bent out of shape and frustrated, I've been evaluating it. Why is this taking place? And it's led me to understand there's a change in seasons. There are these mm. different things taking place. And how often do we lock ourselves into a particular version of ourselves? And we want to just, okay, this is who I'm going to be. No, no. It's like, we're not a machine and we have to flex with life and we need to adapt with life and to be kind to ourselves. And so sometimes all this to say, sometimes I don't think we, sh- we look at ourselves and we say, I'm not showing up as the best version of myself, but we need to be that version of ourselves in order to see the next part of our, who we need to become. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It might not be your favorite version of yourself, but you too, that's part of the progress. It's part of the process of, of growing into the next part of who
1: you are. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Have you heard of the book, um, or the podcast, either one, I guess, wintering. Have you heard no, of that one? I'm, trying to I'm remember. writing it down. Yeah. She's, she's, um, So the idea being uh, that it's it's seasonal, right? That we have seasons Mm -hmm. and that those seasons where, you know, let's say you get a little smacked around, that's, Mm -hmm. that's like a wintering season. Maybe it's time to, and, and, you know, the COVID shutdown, probably, you know, there's a qualification for that. We all had to kind of take that step back in our lives and maybe maybe take a step back in our in our normally our normally scheduled programming to um <laughs> to kind of go okay, take the needle off the record for a minute and let's just let that maybe we'll let that record go around. I'm just making up metaphors right now. I don't know what I'm talking about, but you know, and, and I'm tra- following tracking with you. Good. Um, But just to take, and so now maybe it's not wintering for you. Maybe it's, it's summering. Maybe you're summering. (laughs) I really
0: appreciate that, that metaphor as well. And I think how often, how often do we learn? I, I learn a lot. If I'm sitting on a beach, I actually learn a lot. I learn. I've had to learn how to relax. But really so much of our personal growth happens in the challenges of life, but we can't be in a constant state of challenge. It's kind of like you market cycles and uh, I follow cryptocurrency and it's like, you can't be in a constant bull run, you know, like it gets tired and everyone needs to rest. If I'm mountain biking, I can't constantly be going uphill. I need to have some downhill. So like, but we often don't apply that to ourselves to say, it's okay. I have this challenge and now I'm going to relax. To be able to receive both of those mm-hmm. is really important.
1: Yeah, sure is, isn't it? Wow, wow, wow. So your podcast, you, you focus on, on the real estate investing, but you also have like the mindset mm-hmm. aspect of it, which yes. is so cool. And you've been doing it for a year and a half what have you what have you learned about yourself in that year and a half
0: i have gained and i i would love to hear you know what your take is on this also but i notice how much confidence i have grown through this year and a half i've in general, I've been a fairly confident person and, you know, you can fake it for, you know, if you need to, I right, <laughs> like right. you know, at times, um, but to see the, the way, even the progression in the podcast, I can hear it. I self edited for a year and I still edit my mindset episodes. Cause I just like to, um, however, it's just neat to see the progression. It's, i got to watch myself evolve like, okay, you're becoming more confident. You're able to articulate yourself, you know, more clearly. You're able to engage your guests in a different way and, um, being able, learning how to draw and you are natural at this and you, I mean, your are you maybe it blends itself well, but you're able to draw things out of your guests. And, um, that's something I really had to learn to do over that year.
1: Oh yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I just like one-on-one conversations is really what it is. <laughs> it's just my jam. I really do put me in a cocktail party, completely awkward. Don't know what to say. You know? I cannot imagine this at all. Uh, you know, I could, as you said, you can fake it, right? I can fake it. I, right. You know, I'm, you know, I, I can fake my way through a party and, and all that. And but really it takes a lot of my energy to 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 do a big party or a big group gathering or anything like that. I really have to put it out there and um and and it's not comfortable for me in any way, shape, or form. But a one on one conversation, I can go forever. But it's like, let's just keep talking. <laughs> you know? it's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness what what do you wish you had known when you so are you, you're not teaching anymore right as 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 a no. as a school teacher so this is full I'm on not. you have you have fully made the transition and yes what if what do you wish you'd known when you were when you made the changeover? anything
0: wow i wish i would have believed in myself And I think a lot of people listening who want to take that step, we all have, I I think that most people have this little, you know, something inside of them that just wants to come out and it's like, come on, let me out, let me out. And I wish I would have listened and trusted that intuition sooner Mm. and said, "I, I can believe in myself and I can believe that I can accomplish this and i believe that even if it doesn't turn out exactly as i plan it's going to turn out really well and i think that's the biggest thing that i wish i would have known is just believing believing in myself and believing where the road is going to go is going to be great because i could not have planned any of the last you know couple of years i could not have planned them out they've evolved and it's been extraordinary. It's been a challenge, but it's, and it's pushed me in, in crazy ways, but it's been so good. And so when you're willing to like rise to that and to lean into it. And so I did like, just kind of cuddle up with, you know, a little bit of like, okay, well, this isn't comfortable. And I'm glad I did. I'm really glad that I snuggled up to the discomfort of, Mm -hmm. oh, every, you know, sometimes people say they'll hear your podcast or, you know, I will, I am the person that tends to be the little social butterfly if I'm out at an event. And so I, I talk, you know, two feet deep. With a lot of people, whereas my husband will talk, you know, like a mile deep with one person all night. <laughs> and so, right, you know, right. But it's, I so would do he, with their
1: husband talking, talking a mile <laughs> deep. <from> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, and you know what you get from that is sometimes people will say, "Oh, well, that's just so easy for you." And I'm like, "This isn't easy for me. I'm pushing myself outside of my comfort zone every single day." Mm. But going back, I wish I would have known that I could do that and, and that it's okay to take breaks also and to step back and breathe and rest. Mm, So I've had to learn that like, we can't go full throttle. Yes. I have this like crazy purpose. That's really great. And I love it, but I need to also be a whole and complete person. And I need to take time to breathe and recalibrate and rest I just took, I think you'll like this. I took a thinking day last week. You did? I've never done that. Tell
1: me more. Have you
0: done that? No, I love
1: that though. <laughs> so well, tell me more you <laughs>
0: can do. Isn't it? Yeah. I just decided that um, I needed to take a break and there's so many ideas and so many opportunities mm-hmm. that are valid, wonderful opportunities, but I needed to stay grounded. and by nature of having kids at home and, you know, we all work from home and school from home. And so it's like, huh, I need to get away and I need to be able to just think. So I made a list of everything that I wanted to go through that I thought was important.
1: It's almost like having a board meeting with yourself. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of people doing this and actually getting yeah. um, hotel rooms and go, like going off and being like, you know what, this is my summit. Is that kind of what you yes. did? Did you get a hotel room? Yes.
0: Do? Yes. You did. I did not. I didn't, <laughs> but I decided that I'm going to do this every month. I came back, um, from my day. I went out of town cause I can think in my car really well. It's it's a point of clarity, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you can die if you crash. So there's my focus <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. so I, I drove down to, to Coeur and, um, I, and I won't lie. I also booked a massage in there. Good. And I'm not going to lie. I think that is actually, I told my husband, this is going to be part of my thinking day, oh, but yeah. I did it at the end of the day. So the massage should come first. Cause it just like relaxed. And mm-hmm. I had even more thoughts after that. So it was really interesting. I highly recommend it. And so I'm going to follow thinking day within action
1: day that's so yeah. oh boy you are on this I don't know about that you are I don't know something. I read this <laughs> yeah I
0: run a book club we just finished a super coach by Michael Neal really great book very interesting perspectives highly recommend it because okay. it, it's a very different perspective than than what we normally hear mm-hmm. and um and he has an action day in there. And basically you, you have somebody that you check in with and every hour you check in and it's oh. not, none of this is rocket science, but you I was have an accountability I, partner
1: for the day, huh?
0: For a day. Yeah. And you, you knock things out. So I'm like thinking day and action day should go hand in hand.
1: I love that. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, Holy cannoli! I could talk seriously. I could talk to you for for <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna have to do this again. Oh my goodness! I can't even believe we're gonna do I'll this ask. on my podcast. Oh, we are, we're gonna
0: do it? this over on my podcast. I'm soon. so excited! Yes,
1: that. I'm so excited for that.
0: Um, I am too.
1: What are you? What's like coming up next that it's all got you all juiced up and ready to go? Like, what are you excited oh, about? Wow. Well, we
0: launched my friend Camilla Jeffs and I launched the Impact Investing Network. Uh-huh. And this is really like a bigger part of why I love apartment syndication. And so we had this, I, I started hunting down people basically. And the Impact Investing Network is what came of that. And it was, I want to create, I saw what happened in California and Denver's Front Range, you know, in Colorado. And the, the way, um, particularly, you know, housing, like the workforce housing, people just get um, disrupted and they get pushed out of markets. They can't afford to live there anymore. And yeah. so, you know, I, this, I, you, the I lived affordability in there for four
1: years and it, I loved oh, it and I would move back there in a heartbeat, but it's crazy expensive now. I can't even, so I cannot even begin to think about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so, wild. So impact housing, um, the, the impact investing network It's people, purpose, profits, planet. And so it's just these four, this alignment between our our investments can make money for our investors, but they can also more importantly be purpose-filled. And I love that. I'm like, this is why I got into the apartment space because I'm like, wow, you can do something with purpose for the world while earning somebody a return. So someone's tell same dollar is doing.
1: Tell, tell me about the purpose. Yeah. Like, how does that work with great? the investment? Like, where, what is, what? how are you? I can see how excited you are about right. that. So I want to oh, know it's more. it's so great.
0: Yeah. Right. So the purpose is... Um, Really, I invest in Huntsville, Alabama, and I could I can see what's happening, and I'm like, oh, I've witnessed this. What are we going to do for the for people so they're not pushed out of the margins or into you know quality like quality of life is really important, and the t- and the type of housing residents have is important to me. And so, if we create a blueprint, this is my initial idea was like the purpose would be like, can we create a blueprint that any investor can learn, right? There's a teacher in me. Can we mm-hmm. can we just teach other investors how to create um, an affordable housing type situation? Or it could come in a lot of different packages or like hotel conversions. There are so many ways that I'm learning about you know, achieving this, but can we create a blueprint that investors can follow so that no matter across the globe, they'll be able to implement something. They'll have a strategy that they're able to implement that that will solve a problem in a community. And Mm -hmm. so really the the purpose behind it is finding solutions for residents and communities um, and lots of alliances that can be made with um, nonprofits or with local municipalities, and then tying in like, our environment is important and we do need to be taking care of it. And there are really amazing ways that we can do that as apartment investors by reducing our water use. There are ways to do that that is not compromising um, you know, the quality of life for our residents. So like looking for the situations where how can we create and knock out the biggest win possible so that anything that we're doing actually matters. It's not just... Oh, yeah. Hey, I guess I bought, I just made, you know, a 20% on my investment last year. It's like, doesn't it feel great to be able to say, you know what, I really made, I, I got great returns on my investment. And I drove by that I was traveling and I went by this apartment complex. And wow, I'm so I get to be part of creating this experience for these residents. I know I'm part of something bigger than myself.
1: Wow. Wow. It's like phew. I'm fascinated. I'm going to I'm going to keep following you and seeing where all this goes. It's really that is so exciting to me because I I do um you know when I when I think about investments and when I think about how can I take you know w- frankly I mean I'm 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 behind. Uh, you know, I'm 50 I'm 52 years old and and you know not ready to retire financially but also I mean frankly, I don't ever want to retire as long as I'm doing something I love. So I want to stay healthy and keep doing things that I love and figuring that out. Right. But in the meantime, we're doing better than we used to. And now I'm like, okay, if we were to invest, how can I do it in a way that's socially responsible like, and, and environmentally responsible yep. and all that stuff. So I love that what you're doing takes that into account. That's beautiful. It's, It's exciting. And so
0: it does, it serves, it lends itself well to educating investors and creating not a mastermind. I'm kind of, I kind of burnt out on masterminds. So I was talking to, you know, my partner Camilla and I'm like, "Wow, what if we had a think tank?" <laughs> and because uh-huh. really, it's an exchange of ideas. So we have a, you know, ultimately we're creating and this is like we just launched this and we've been working on it for 6 months but we just launched it. And you know, to create that think tank for people who are already investor minded and they're active but then what about people like you, you want to, you know, there are people that want to invest in these responsible ways. And so to be able to say, here's this network, here are the people that are making these investments and you can look at what they have to offer so that you can, you be confident in what you're investing in. Yeah. It's exciting. That we really we do exciting. want this to, to go global. Oh I my love gosh. it. good.
1: Yeah. Like, wow, I can see why you're excited about it. That's really cool. Oh my goodness. I know.
0: All because, you know, everyone listening, you have it inside of you, you follow down the rabbit hole. It's absolutely worth it because we have it. We're hardwired with this purpose in us and we, it gets suppressed a lot of times in our growing up experiences and it's time to just peel it all off and, and find out who you really are. Yes. Oh my gosh!
1: Thank you. So and
0: much. the middle years are the best.
1: They <laughs> They're are. the best time they, to do it. <laughs> this is like so pivotal. This time we're in to 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 determine what our next twenty years is going to look like. I mean, this is your moment. Yes. This this right yes. here, right now. This is your moment. Like, don't don't wait. Jump in, both feet. Yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> I agree. So, how can people find you and uh, and and all that good stuff? Yes. You know, go check out
0: julieholly.com and you can learn about anything I do from investing to podcasting to book clubs. Anything I'm a part of is all there. You're
1: a busy lady. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. Oh. It was truly, uh, just, I got so much out of the conversation. I'm so excited to get this out in the world in front of people. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. It's just I love talking with you. So, we'll we'll continue it on my podcast next.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. I love how Julie embraces change and all the opportunities that life offers us to embrace some humility and take charge of becoming new version of ourselves. I love that. There's a lot of change that's outside our control, but there's plenty of room within every circumstance for us to take control of how we talk to ourselves and the next action we take. If you want to know more about Julie Hawley and listen to her podcast, I'll have that information for you in the show notes. You can just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode 58. And before you go, I have a favor to ask. I would love to continue growing the reach of this podcast, and you can help with that. I'd love it if you could take a quick minute right now before you forget to rate the podcast, and please write a review if you're listening in the Apple Podcast app. Or you could share it with a friend you think would enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.